We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All three games on this homestand. In by double figures. Richard throws it down. And you look at different things, Clyde. You had Julius Randle's resurgence on this homestand. You had R.J. Barrett coming back from injury and playing great basketball. Jalen Brunson as well. Mitchell Robinson. And the bench unit. There's been a spark to this bench unit during this stretch. Led by IQ and his prowess coming off the bench. All right. Happy Sunday, everybody. I hope everybody is enjoying their day so far, or if you're listening uh, tomorrow morning, I hope everybody had a good rest of their rest of their weekend. Uh, This was nice. This was fun. Um, The Knicks absolutely eviscerate a team that they absolutely should have eviscerated. Um, the Charlotte Hornets, who, uh, well, certainly spunky and they have a star talent and LaMelo Ball, um, are not very good right now. And they didn't uh, get done any favors when Brandon Miller went out with an injury because he was absolutely eviscerating the Knicks early on. Um, 129-107. We'll talk about this game. We'll get into a lot of the good stuff uh, that, yes, even against the Charlotte Hornets, I think we could draw a lot of conclusions. But first things first, I've been saying it. Since I, I think I've been saying it since the schedule came out. When did the schedule? I forget when. When does the schedule come out? It came out at some point over the summer. I forget when. I looked at the first. I mean, really, the first like 30, 35 games, first twenty games. You want to zoom in even more than that, but really, more than anything, I looked at the first ten games, and I looked at a, a stretch where there were no no gimmies, no no easy ones, with the exception of these two games, the Spurs and the Hornets, and my fear. All along was that if they got off to a rocky enough start, the pressure to win these games, consecutive games at home, and like Knicks fans know, we know funny games when we see it, right? You know, a Wembenyama debut early on. The Spurs are not going to be doing any tanking chicanery until later in the year. Was that going to be a tricky one? And then noon start time, you never know what's going to happen in a noon start time. Um, especially against a team like the Hornets who can score a lot of points. And anytime you face a team that can score a lot of points, again, it, it just puts a lot of different stuff on the table. And I've been saying, if they're every post game, just get to five and five. When they were 0 and 1, get to five and five. When they were 2 and 4, get to five and five. And now we can sit here, happily say, 
they I hope they don't do this, but they could lose by 8,000 points tomorrow night in Boston, and it will still be mission accomplished. Uh, worst case scenario, five and five for the Knicks in the first 10 games. I really do feel like that is significant, um, especially when you look across the league and you see, obviously there are unique circumstances involved with a lot of these teams that I'm about to mention. But when you look across the league and you see, uh, you know, the Memphis is, is the, is the poster child right now. They are sitting with one win. Yeah. They're one in eight. Um, the Clippers sitting at three and five, um, you know, a team like the Bulls sitting at three and six, obviously the Knicks are in a higher class than, than these teams. Well, not supposed to be higher class than the Clippers, but Clippers have their own issues. Anyway, you get the gist of it. Knicks had, and I think there's been some people uh, tweeting this around and, and definitely mentioning it in different formats, how the Knicks have had the hardest strength of schedule so far. Maybe that'll go down a little bit after today after or consecutive games against bad teams, but definitely through the first seven games, they had the hardest strength schedule. Um, and uh, they come out of it, you know, unscathed. Um, I'll be very curious to see once the net rating uh, gets updated, uh, the Knicks should, I think they have a chance, uh, famous last words, I think they have a chance to move into um, the top five uh, after the big four that have been, been dominating the league thus far. Um, yeah, going into today, they were seventh at plus 4.7, but less than a point per hundred possessions behind the fifth place Dallas Mavericks, who were at plus 5.6. Obviously, the Knicks win by 20 whatever points today. So a decent chance the Knicks will, will move into fifth in... Um, in net rating after today. And uh, I don't think they'll catch the Timberwolves for top defense in the league, but we'll, we'll, we'll monitor that and we'll see. So good performance for the Knicks. I mean, I, the way I would characterize this game, if you put like, you know, if you have like a chat GPT for, for spitting out like an ideal Knicks performance against a good or a, not a very good team, I think they would spit out this exact game. Like Brunson, Randall, RJ, all top 20 points, uh, all were uh, efficient. I mean, on paper, Brunson was the most efficient, 20 on twenty on 12 shots. RJ, none to scoff at, 24. How nice is it? Like, RJ Barrett, 24 points on 16 shots. And now it's like, okay, it's what we come to expect. Obviously, the three-point shooting helps that a lot. He was four of six from deep today. I believe he is hitting 50% of his threes on the season. That sort of number is a little scary because, again, you, you know it's going to come down and uh, inside the arc, you know, five of ten, which, okay, it's, whatever, it's fine. Uh, good game from RJ, good game from Brunson, and perhaps most importantly, um, tracking, you know, early season, you know, zoom in small small scale storylines. Oh, those seemed big scale when it was going on. Julius Randle, can we put the Julius thing behind us now? He was 23 points, 8 of 16. Um, shooting five assists, five, uh, only five rebounds. But like, I love his approach throughout the game. Yeah. There's always going to be a couple of possessions on offense where you're like, eh, could have passed out there. Could have passed out here. Uh, also, I thought he had some fantastic kickouts. His one of the key plays of the game. I thought when the Knicks were coming down on a fast break, Randall was driving. He could have easily driven it. I forget who was in front of him, but the Knicks or the, uh, the Hornets couldn't keep anyone in front of Julius Randall all game. He was getting whatever he wanted in the lane and he could have taken the shot, kicked it out to Emmanuel quickly for a three because quickly was red hot all game and it paid off because quickly nailed it. And um, yeah. And, and perhaps the most important part for RJ Barrett, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randall, 27 minutes for Randall and Brunson, uh, 31 minutes for the younger Barrett. So those guys should be fresh. 
heading into tomorrow. Um, two guys. That, I mean, look, it's kind of broken record stuff at this point for one of these guys, but I want to finish by mentioning two guys. The first is Mitchell Robinson. So underwhelming stat line in comparison to the numbers he's been putting up only. I love that. I, we have to say this now only five offensive rebounds. Again, nobody in the league is averaging five offensive rebounds, but for him, it's only five offensive rebounds, right? Had 10 points in the first half. We, we kind of had some notions there at halftime. Like, oh my God, could Mitch Robinson put up 20 today? Fred Katz tweeted it out. Was that the first time ever that they went to Mitchell Robinson for a post-up like in the middle of a game? Uh, and it worked because I'm pretty sure he drew the foul on it. There was another play in the, let's say the third quarter, or maybe it was a late second. I forget when Jalen Brunson had the ball up high. They'd swung the ball around a few times and he tried to rocket a pass um, into Mitch under the basket. Uh, you know, and like Mitch, there was somebody there, but like, they're really making an effort to get this guy the ball. And I don't know if it's his, his trainer, maybe pushing a few buttons. I don't know if it's just like, hey, uh, this is good offense because if you get the, the, this guy the ball anywhere near the hoop, he's going to throw it down. You just can't say enough about how much Robinson's playing. And the, the reason I bring up his numbers, you can never define him by the numbers. There was a possession during this game where he, my favorite possession probably of the game from him, uh, I want to say it was Gordon Hayward leading the fast break and Mitch was the, uh, which this never happens, but it happened on this play. He was the closest guy to the opposing basket. And Mitch went into a brief sprint to make sure, again, I think it was Hayward had no notions about, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to hit the Jets and coast in for an easy layup. Mitch got back. And then after Hayward pulled it back out and tried to go one-on-one with Mitchell Robinson, it was the one where Breen commented like, oh, he definitely altered that shot because Gordon Hayward put up the ball so high it had no chance of going in and it missed. Mr. Robinson gets credited for no stat on that play. And yet he's the entire reason that the Hornets didn't score a bucket there. And then I think the Knicks pushed it down the other end. And I had this written down. I think that led into in RJ3. Um, yeah. I'm pre- uh, oh, wait. No, no, sorry. Let it to something good. I know that. Um, but yeah, he is absolutely playing awesome. And uh, you can't say enough about uh, what Mitchell Robinson is doing. Last guy I want to talk about is quickly. So, <laughs> you know, less numbers than everybody else. Only 17 points, right? Um, but 17 points, five of nine shooting, like RJ, lit it up from three. I thought his threes were were particularly massive in this game when the, when the Knicks were really making a push. Always seems like quickly threes come when like the Knicks need a push and he gives them a push or they're coming back and they, and, and they need a big moment and uh, nine assists. So 17 and nine for Emmanuel quickly. He is, there is a level of mastery to certain aspects of his game right now. The, uh, the, the best moment from him, it was the moment where he found Isaiah Hardenstein wide open under the basket and, and, and Breen commented it on, on it on the broadcast. But what, what Breen, um, didn't know, which I want to point out, is that yeah, Nick Richards came up to play quickly, you know, whatever it was, and and Breen noted it, like he drew Richards out, but that's because Nick Richards, I would imagine, is reading the scouting report and knows that Emmanuel quickly is hitting 70% of shots from the mid-range, which is insane. 
when he gets into the teeth of the defense, which he is doing more confidently than he ever has before, there's another possession earlier in this game where, again, it's like the littlest things. The ball swung to him, and we've seen at times quickly, and he's done it a little bit this year. We've seen him at times, you know, catch the ball. Okay, I'm going to pull it back out. I'm going to go into whatever I'm going to go into. And he kind of wastes away some seconds of the possession. He got the ball and immediately put the ball on the floor and kept the pr- just by continuing to to maintain your the live dribble immediately after the catch, kept the pressure on the Hornets. It swung, swung, and it ended up in a basket. Um, this is one of those games where again it's the Hornets, so you know you, you don't want to take too much from it. But like when this team is firing on all cylinders, and I'm not even talking about the shooting, but when they pass. And when all four of their guys play the way, just like hitting shots or not hitting shots, when they play the the, the manner of ball that they, you, we know they can play, Randall, Barrett, Bronson, um, and quickly in some order, and you always have two of those guys out there, it's just a handful for opposing teams to deal with. Um, and when they're hitting shots, they're really tough to beat, um, especially since they are now defending at the level uh, that that they are defending. So... All good stuff. Obviously, they shot the ball well tonight. That always helps when you shoot it above 40% from three. Um, this team continues to be very stingy with the turnovers. It uh, started off better, got a little sloppy late, but they only turned it over nine times. Uh, and they continue to turn other teams over, which is, has not been a staple of Thibodeau defenses. It is a staple this year. Uh, 12 turnovers by the Hornets led to 20 Nick points. You love that. Um, you know, and then the old, old, old reliable, you know, out rebounded the other team. The one thing they did poorly tonight, actually, other than, you know, they had some issues with LaMelo, but if you want to just give LaMelo credit for his, for his offensive artistry, you could do that. That's fine. But uh, they give up a ton of offensive rebounds. It's very rare that you see the Knicks give up 15 offensive rebounds. And a lot of them were just like, did their job on defense. Someone was kind of nearby. And then everybody was just kind of asleep. I, I, that's what I will chalk up to the 12 noon start time. Um, you know, and it, it almost seemed as I was watching this game, like the Knicks collectively were like, okay, what is the exact amount of energy we need to dispense to win this game comfortably? And we are not going to dispense an ounce of energy over that exact iota, you know, or, or that, that exact amount. And they did that, you know, they, they won by 22. So, um, Oh, thank you, GMAC. Uh, Andrew Claudio, who who just uh, did a, a great pod, pregame pod with Richie Randall that I almost done with. And I had to pause it right as he was getting done with it, the Mount Rushmore of opponents. Um, great barbecue story, by the way, Andrew. Anyway, uh, Andrew pointing out that the Hornets are third in the league in offensive rebounding. So this is something that they do to other teams. Um, and it is part of their their game plan to some extent. They they just need to um, they need to get some defenders. Um, but man, Lamelo, I'll, I'll say this about Lamelo. I, I know he's been accused of empty calorieism before. I don't get the sense watching that guy on offense. At least that there's any empty calories. That that's a dude. He, he, I mean, certainly you need another guy with him. But like, he could be starting point guard on my team if I'm trying to win a championship any day. He just, man, defensively, uh, and I, I get it why he's not putting it forth because nobody else is putting it forth on this team defensively. But at some point, they're going to have to put a defense around that guy. Okay. Um, on that note, I, I before we get to the Super Chats, I have to bring Andrew Claudia up here for a minute. <laughs> nice shave and cut, Andrew. Say it again. Your mic dropped out. Say it again. Oh, nice shave and cut, Andrew. I don't think my mic dropped out. I just think you like getting home. I just w- wanted to make sure everybody heard that. Yeah, shave and cut. Thank you, John. 
So what would you like to get out of the way before we get to our sponsor? Listen, um, you know, if nothing else, uh, I am a man who pays his debts. And yes, I'm in front of microphone a lot, say a lot of things. Sometimes things get said, well, hey, listen, maybe you don't think it through. And I have to give all the credit in the world to one Cam Reddish. Is it Cameron or Cam? I'll look that up. I think look it's up. Cameron. Yeah. I feel like John Sterling when he was like, Alexander Rodriguez. Is, like, is his name actually Alexander? <laughs> Alexander the Great. Yeah. Alexander the Great. Yeah. Cameron. Uh, Cameron Elijah Reddish. There you go. Cam- Cameron Elijah Reddish. Um, I said famously that he would never play another meaningful minute in the NBA. Well, guess what? Uh, look, is it a bit of circumstance? LeBron James uh, is getting a little bit of every one of Cam, Cam Reddish's game checks because he, he owns Clutch Sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? For a guy who had a foot out of the league and needed to do what a, another famous failed Nick uh, high lottery pick acquisition had to do to save his career in Dennis Smith Jr., tap into defense, tap into the little things. For Cam, it's been about the point of attack defense, which he always knew he was capable of. But he's cleaned up around the edges. And most importantly, he's making threes now after a slow start. Um, they don't win the game the other night if Cam Reddish doesn't hit threes. These are the very definition of meaningful minutes, Andrew Claudio. So uh have to say that up front about Cam. And and listen, like like anybody who um you know gets something wrong, I I gotta take my medicine. But you know, I here's the thing, Andrew. I, I'm very lucky. You know why? Why? I don't have to take some nasty medicine. I get to take a sip of AG1. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about AG1. Going into this season, I decided it was time to make a change. My digestion didn't feel its best. I felt sluggish, stressed, didn't feel as focused, and knew I needed to do something different. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, and I hated taking pills or vitamins. Well, when I started drinking AG1 daily, not only could I see a difference in my daily health, but I finally had energy and noticed how much more relaxed and focused I was. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, such as gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to evaluate your baseline health. Fun fact, I recommended AG1 to all my friends, family, and Mrs. Claudio. We drink AG1 first thing in the morning to make sure we have the energy needed to take on a busy day. There's no debate, AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash filmschool. That's drink. That's drinkag1.com slash filmschool. Check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you missed the other day, we were doing a bit of a drinking game that every time something is mentioned in the Super Chats, we will take a drink of AG1. So, John, what should the drink be today? Listen, guys, Cam Hive or otherwise, if you want this guy right here to take his medicine, anytime anyone mentions anything about meaning, meaning, it doesn't have to be meaningful minutes. Anything that's meaningful to you could be, uh, (laughs) you know, something. The hashtag meaningful minutes or something (laughs) meaningful. Put hashtag meaningful minutes in the super chat and we will we will take a drink of AG1. Could be about Cam, could be about yeah. certain minutes on the court that the minutes that RJ's played, but hashtag meaningful minutes is our drinking game today. Giddy up. And again, uh thank you for uh to the fine folks at AG1 for setting us up with this. Uh absolutely love this stuff, tastes great, and uh it makes you feel better, which is and it's healthy. So all, all the good stuff. On that note, shall we? Get started on this Sunday. <clears throat> we get started with Sergio Acosta. Is Broadway Barrett a sniper nowadays? Let's keep it rolling. Keep up the great work, boys. Thank you, Sergio. Appreciate you getting things started today. I mean, okay. So um, somebody asked me, I've been doing a uh, shout out to all my, my Knicks Film School uh, newsletter subscribers. Somebody asked me for the the Friday mailbag this week. How many games do we need to see from RJ to for this like to feel that this is real? And I said I've I've already seen enough as far as the overall improvement in his game. The question I do not have the answer to, and I'm curious what other folks think is in particular the shooting. With again, it's tough. It's like, you, like he's not going to keep up this level of shooting, but just to feel like the shot is fixed, which that in and of itself is a layered question because there are some guys that throughout their NBA careers, it's like they'll have entire seasons where they're 38, 39 or 40%. And then they'll have entire seasons where they're 30 or 31 or 32% and then just fluctuate throughout the, the meat of their careers. So part of me even wonders like, like, do we have to go past? This is going to sound crazy. Do we have to get past this year? Let's say RJ Barrett is great all year. Do we have to have another year where he's where he's you know efficient from three to really call this like okay it's fixed? The reason why I don't think we do, and why uh, I'm gonna lean on people who have actually uh, played the game at a high level, unlike myself, uh, and who could diagnose this stuff better than I can, is the, the from my amateur viewpoint, the shot mechanics do look different. And I, I've I've heard people say that the shot mechanics look different, um, and the results are the results. So, you know, I, man, is he a sniper? I, it's hard to say otherwise. You know. Thanks, Sergio. Clee, what's going on, Clee? Want to get this in early so my son can hear his name on the radio on the drive home from MSG. Oh, I hope I didn't filibuster for too long. Uh, hopefully, you have a long drive. Shout out to my dog Lumier. Oh, pronounced Lumier. Oh, I got it. AKA Big Lou, he's five, 
And my wife, Sierra, thank you for getting the food. Love you guys. Uh, Lumiere, um, I hope you're hearing your name right now and getting pumped up. Um, I got to tell you, five is a big year. Six is even bigger, but five is big. Uh, enjoy it now. Only gets harder. Say the same thing about Nick's fandom, right? You know, it's great right now. It'll get harder, I, I promise you. But uh, this is awesome by you, Clee. Um, you know, it's not more important than being a good dad uh, or being a good parent. So uh, shout out to you. Shout out to your family. Shout out to your wife, Sierra. And uh, yeah, enjoy your enjoy your Sunday. I think that's our first meaningful comment of the day. That the, giving your your son a shout out on the the drive home. That's how like I grew up on radio, sports radio was driving home from a certain sports home games and um and sometimes even from the garden and get hearing Mike and the Mad Dogs. So shout out to you, Clee, and shout out to the five folks at AG One. I love it. Keep being an awesome dad, Clee. That's great. Uh, Robert Cross, how do, how do I have a feeling we might get a few of these today? Robert was all up in the DMs today. He couldn't de- he couldn't type fast enough about Mitch, about RJ, up up and down. First time in a long time with your boy John. Is it fair and reasonable to say that Godman, aka Mitchell Robinson, uh, is an early favorite for defensive player of the year? If so, quite a value on that contract. Hashtag fifty three wins. Well, um, if you're going, if you're asking me, is he? actually an early favorite. Sadly, the answer is no, because there was a a tweet going around, I believe on Friday with the current updated odds for uh favorite for defense player of the year. And Mitch Robinson was not in the top five. I want to say it was Gobert was up there. Um, I think Anthony Davis was, was in the top five. I mean, go listen, in fairness, Gobert should be the front runner right now. He's a established commodity. Uh, the Timberwolves defense is the best in the league. Uh, they are awesome. He has played well and uh, he should be the favorite. Absolutely. And there are some other guys who should be in the conversation. Should Mitch be among the top five in terms of uh, fa- like, uh, again, betting favorites is like, because then you're getting into, is he actually going to win? Because you're, you're asking people to bet on the possibility of winning and the notion that Mitchell Robinson is going to be able to build a narrative. And I hate to keep bringing it back to this, Robert, but these awards are narrative-based awards. You have journalists admitting when they vote, and they go on these on pods and and shows and things that like they admit that like the narrative plays into it. It's there's no one's trying to hide from it. So the notion that Mitchell Robinson is going to be able to build that narrative in a season after never having really been in consideration, I, I still don't buy it. Should he? Will he? At this rate, be in the top five if he keeps this up by the end of the year. Absolutely, he might even be in the top three. Um, so yeah, good good job by you pointing that out. Robert Cross with another one. RJ Barrett most improved odds, not too shabby at plus four thousand. Is that what they are right now? Um, our star has arrived. Let's go next. Hashtag fifty three wins. Um, RJ most improved plus four thousand. I mean, you know, hundred bucks to win four thousands could do worse with a hundred bucks. I hmm. The tough part. I mean, with most improves specifically, you got to check a lot of boxes. You got to check a lot of boxes, and if you don't, 
I feel like the counting stats box is, even though it should not be, is still seen as the most, not the most important, but like if RJ continues along this pace and I, what is RJ averaging? He's averaging about 25 a game, 23, 24, whatever, 23, 24 points a game, something like that. Like, that's not a big jump. Now, obviously, if you watch the games, you know that he's a completely different player. I wonder what else would have to happen for, let's just, again, for argument's sake, assume he finishes the year averaging 23, 24, even though maybe 25 points a game, somewhere in that range. Although 25, there is something to that number 25, you know? How many guys average 25 a game? Um, I wonder if he needs to get to that number. That plus, let's build the case. 25 a game. Leave the other, leave assists and rebounds as is. I don't, I don't even care. Cause the, there'll be enough of a, of talk about his playmaking improving that even if the assists don't jump up, I think he'll overcome that. Give the Knicks a top four seed. Kind of think he needs to make the all star team, which you're talking about. Okay. He's going to make the all star team over Brunson and Randall. I mean, you're again sliding into my DMs talking to me about Mitchell Robinson's all star chances. So now you want RJ and Mitch to make the all star team over. Brunson and Randall because they, they ain't getting three. I, I'm sorry to tell you. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I don't think it's lighting your money on fire. I, I still I'm not sure. I mean, the honest, the, the sad truth is like, you know what it might take for RJ Barrett to win most improved. And I, obviously, I don't want this to happen. I feel bad even saying it out loud. But if like J- Jalen or Julius went down for 20 or 30 games and the Knicks didn't skip a beat and RJ was like, was the reason why? Then sure. Then there's your there's your that's a real there's a real case. But you know we hope that doesn't happen. Robert Cross is another one. Early season forecast. I I like how you're hitting all the all the different plays who you love to talk about. Uh, IQ is going to cook Boston in the Garden tomorrow night. Can't wait. Hashtag fifty three wins. Quickly had the opener against Boston in which he was the best player on the floor. Kind of slid back for a couple games. And then since that kind of iffy follow up to the Boston game, he's been Emmanuel. He's actually no, sorry, he hasn't been Emmanuel quickly. He's been better than the Emmanuel quickly that we came to know and love last year. Um, you know him coming in and consistently giving the bench unit the amount of juice that it has. Uh, it, it's just like. Just think about how I say I said it at the top. Think about how much of a pain in the ass this team is to play. Like, okay, and with like RJ hitting shots. So you got RJ hitting shots, and you have Brunson doing all his shit, and Randall just being a battering ram, and then RJ in addition to hitting shots, getting downhill, and then if you survive all that shit, and oh, uh, did I mention Mitchell Robinson grabbing every offensive board? And if you survive all that, oh, here comes Emmanuel quickly. That's not fun. Robert Cross with another one. We're getting all the Robert Crosses out of the way. Is it time for Leon to tell a new tale? No star trade is needed. Well, he would have to do a press conference to tell that tale. Uh, we are title contenders now this year. See you in the spring. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, <clears throat> look, if you, if you want to tell me that, I'll give you this. I, I you know, you, you're a nice guy, Robert. You really are. I, I'll give you, I got to give you a little something. If you want to tell me that by the end of this, going into the playoffs, that you want to put the Knicks ahead of, there were there were kind of four inner circle contenders and then at least two 
kind of periphery contenders. So the, the obviously you got Celtics, Bucks, Suns, uh, Nuggets, not in that order. Uh, in the inner circle, and then on the outside, you got like the Lakers and the and the Warriors. You know, you want to throw Philly in there too. Now, certainly with their start, um, if you want to tell me that by the time we get to the playoffs, the Knicks have moved ahead of one of those one or two of those teams in terms of like, hey, who do we really have more confidence in to like win a couple playoff rounds? I, we we could have that conversation. We could have that conversation. I, I I still think this team it's it's too much of an uphill battle, um you know. But look, let's see, let's see how they play against Boston tomorrow night. I'm really curious to see that game because I think it's gonna be a good game. And another one from Robert. Uh, first time, one time. Uh, it's your boy John. The Knicks are beating Boston tomorrow. See you at six and four. Count it. You'll get all the props in the world from me if they do it, Robert. All the props in the world. I promise. Okay. Thank you for all those, Robert. Uh, I, I kid around with you, but your generosity is you know it's appreciated here. Drew P, this team compliments each other. Props to Tibbs. Uh, props to the front office. You know, props to the front office. No, oh, no. No, no, no. That is, I know my good friend, Jonathan Macri. Oh, okay. Oh, props oh. to Tibbs is extremely meaningful. So thank you, Drew P. But there's props to Tom Thibodeau, the coach of the year from three years ago. Uh, shout out to AG1 for that meaningful comment from Drew P. Shout out to our head coach, Tom Thibodeau. Are you putting lime juice in it yet, or lemon juice or anything? Not yet. I actually, this is just straight, so it's actually good. Oh, okay. Ideas. Yeah. I cannot express to I, folks. I you. I, I know I do like ads a lot. This stuff with a little lime juice in it is the most delightful thing you'll ever have. One of these every day. You got a, a bunch of energy. You know, I've got a pregame pot after this. I'm I'm set. I'm ready to go. Do you really? So, yes, I do. They play again tomorrow, John. So you did a pre. When did you record the one with Richie? I did that one yesterday. So I did that one yesterday morning, and then okay. edited Today. for midnight for the twelve. Because I do twelve hours before game time, which was I, midnight okay. tonight, and so, then I've got one tonight for tomorrow's game. But that's you know within a within a day and change of each other. Two pregames, game post. Nobody works. Which you need the AG one because nobody works harder than you. Shout out to AG one. Only uh, way how. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pro- no, props to Tibbs. I think Tibbs has been uh, whatever. I mean, th- you know what I appreciate about Tibbs is they within now 10 games, every possession at both ends, you know, all five players know exactly what they're supposed to do. Like, how many times do you watch this team and you're like, Jesus Christ, how could they give up that shot? Or, my God, why are they taking that shot? Every I, the shots may not go in. I mean, yeah, I know we had some Randall instances, sure, because Julius sometimes gets into the Julius zone. But like, other than those, how many shots have they taken this year? Where you're just like, man, that's not a good shot. You know, maybe Brunson a couple times early on when he was like trying to get himself going. But everything else, I mean, it's all within the flow of the offense. And on the other end, like the positioning, um, defensively, the rotations, like, yeah, guys will. You'll see guys like get, uh, opponents get an open corner three or an, an open above the break three even from time to time, but that's all. That's pr- pretty much always the result of a rotation where they're walling off middle and like just someone you know and somebody does what teams do all the time, which is like somebody has created an advantage, and then um, it's like if you create an advantage and you pass the ball enough, eventually you're going to get an open shot. Like you know you can you can only cover it up so much. 
they really are on their on their P's and Q's this year. So, you know, give credit to the whole coaching staff for that, but also credit to the front office. Um, this team works well together. Just does. So, yeah. Thanks, Drew. Connor. What's going on, Connor? LaMelo Ball, Ish Smith, Leaky Black, <laughs> Thor. Hornets are an easy number one pick in a names uh, on roster NBA team draft. Maybe even Hall of Fame level greatness. What's my favorite of those? I mean, Leaky Black is just... That's incredible. And then Thor. It's JT, JT Thor. I mean, the, the fact... I don't even know what's better. Is Thor better as a first name or a last name? I'm not sure. But the fact that he gets... I mean, obviously, last name, you get to have it on the back of your jersey. So that's nice. Um, yeah, Ish, Ish Smith is is uh, is good. Yeah, that's a good call by you. I can't think of... I think of a Nick team that had anywhere close to as many fun names. Knicks, Knicks haven't had a ton of fun names throughout their history, unfortunately. So yeah, this is a good one. That's a good good job. I mean, listen, Hornets fans need need something to latch on to. It's, it's rough rough going right now down there. Uh, Anthony Sixto, four left in the second. Drop in pass to Mitch. There you go. In the post bucket. Shortly after. Ball movement where it didn't touch the ground. Bucket. Watching individual collective development over time is rewarding. Hashtag number three seed. It, it feels so good. After after this game and after the Spurs game, after consecutive games like this, these are the games where, you know, you can talk yourself into like, hey, this team could maybe do some stuff this year. Um, it's, you know, as with every team, the test isn't, what are you doing on a on a Sunday matinee against the Hornets? The, the test is what, what are you doing after you've been hit in the mouth by you know Boston or Denver or geez, I mean, are, are there any great teams out there? Denver's a great team, you know. The Warriors didn't look great yesterday. Watched a lot of that game against the Cavs, but they they, they could still put together stretches. You know, uh, where they look great, but like, okay, fine. The Warriors, like when you get hit in the mouth against the, and, and the Warriors make a, a, an 18 to three run or something, and they go up a little bit. <laughs> Andrew in the chat, the Knicks are a great team. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. Um, but that's the thing with them. How do they respond? Last year, they always seemed to respond pretty well. And it wasn't until they, they matched up with a team in the playoffs that just like got them off kilter from the opening tip that, that they 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 struggled. Um, that was a unique matchup, unique series. Yeah, you know, I listen. This team's they're playing the right way. Let's hope it keeps going. Jewing on, what's going on, Jewing on? This was nice. More of this. <laughs> Said it in the Substack. Uh, Mark Williams reminds me of a young Mitch. That's fair. I mean, what did he gobble? How many offensive rebounds did he get the other day? Fifteen. Um, <clears throat> It was like watching then versus now, and it shows how hard Mitch has worked on his game all in on his defensive player of the year bid. Man, what are the odds right now on that? I mean, obviously, you get pretty pretty good odds. He's not even in the top five. So you probably get, what, plus 1,500, plus 2,000, something around there? Um, that's interesting. No LeBron um, against Portland, Shams just reported. That's too bad. Uh yeah, I mean, look, he, w- whether he gets in the running, whether he wins it, whether he finishes top five, whether he gets on all defense or anything, he's playing at an all defense level. We could say that without question. And that is that is meaningful for this franchise in, in every way, shape or form. So 
I'll uh, I'll take a, a drink for myself there. Sam Garcia, a nice stress-free matinee victory. Hashtag F Boston. Yeah, they needed it. And it was great to see Tibbs not put the starters back in. I saw the that there was apparently some discussion in the Nick B reporter um press box uh about if Tibbs was going to put the starters back in. And then Grimes came back in. So technically he's a starter, but I don't think he counts. Tibbs just wanted to get him some run. Uh, thanks, Sam. Appreciate you. Dan Nadalgo. What's going on, Dan? This team makes way more sense when RJ hits threes. I'll come back to that because it's the best point anybody has made today. Has the season changed the calculus in your mind of our ceiling as is? What do we look like in three years? Oh, boy. I mean, so let me address the first thing. It's the most annoying part of the what do the Knicks need? Well, it'd be be great if they had a prototypical big, you know, three and D wing who could offer some creation juice. Like that's been discussion for years where it's like, Oh, wait a minute. We have someone right here. That should be that. And now he is that because the defense is, is a little better. I think he still has a little bit higher to go there. Um, but the defense is a little better. And obviously the three point shooting, that's what makes everything click because then you get, another shooter in the starting five and like you know you still have in and the other part of it though rj's been so freaking willing he wants to take these threes and to his credit to his credit even who was off last year and i don't know if this is a compliment but i think there's some there's some praise that should be given he always fired away or almost always fired away you know that never changed and he's still firing away now so when you have him and grimes two guys who like quick trigger and then Brunson, obviously, I, you kind of have to say he has a quick trigger now, even though we know he'd prefer to to, to go down low. And then it all comes down to Julius. And because then, then if Julius is comfortable taking those, taking the amount of threes that he did last year and hitting just enough of them, well, then you're four out and you could do four out when you're when you're five is Mitch. So, yes, it clicks everything else into place. When it when he's not, then it, everything kind of it gets a little bit more clunky and to their credit. Even when he wasn't hitting them last year, they still had a crazy offensive rating as as the starters. So, um, really speaks volumes about what the ceiling could be uh, if this continues. As for the second part of the question, has has this season so far changed my calculus in our mind of our ceiling? Like, you know, I wrote something maybe it was a couple weeks ago in a mailbag. So yeah, maybe two weeks ago. Somebody maybe asked me for comps for the this Nick team if they don't make a trade for a, another star. And it's not a perfect comp. But the, a team that popped into my mind was like the DeMar DeRozan Kyle Lowry Raptors. And I, I know people will hear that and they will think that's me being a hater. Like Kyle Lowry's probably going to make the Hall of Fame. I, I'm not even sure if it's I don't even know if that's controversial. Like he's second at worst, third best player on a championship team. He's, he's been what a five or six time all-star he's made an all NBA team or two. I, I should probably know that off the top of my head. Andrew, how many all NBA teams has Kyle Lowry made? I know he's made at least one. Um, I'm going to sound very stupid now. If he hasn't made one, you know, DeMar DeRozan, another guy who like, you know, you don't maybe think of him this way. That's a dude that he's going to make the hall of fame. He's made one all NBA team. Thank you, uh, Kyle Lowry. DeMar DeRozan, um, 
He's another guy. He's made at least one, maybe two All-NBAs. But the All-Star appearances, the points. So, like, that team had two Hall of Famers, low-level Hall of Famers, but two Hall of Famers on it. And they were really balanced, and they were really good. And, you know, they made it to, what did they make it to? One conference finals, I think. Um, Probably came close to a second. Yeah, one. Yeah, okay. So, like that's a that's a really yeah 2016 thank you andrew um you know and look they i think that was famously i'm not sure if that was the conf- if that was the series against the cavs where where lebron said the i have been in pressure situations before this is not one of them when he was tied 2-2 he said that at some point about the raptors it probably was in that conference finals so like yeah they weren't a serious threat you know and yet we've seen worse teams than that make the finals I think it like they ran into LeBron when LeBron was at the peak of his powers in Cleveland and had a really good Cleveland team around him. So that team didn't make the finals, but it's tough for me to envision in in Eastern conference where I think Boston's very well set up Milwaukee. I still have faith that Milwaukee can, can do some things. And I know they've gotten off to a rough start. They'll figure it out. And then What's going on in Philly? You know, they got the MVP and a guy who right now is looks like a surefire all-star, if not a contender for all NBA and Tyrese Maxey. And, and they have trade assets. So, you know, you put it all together and it's like, man, it's not about can the Knicks beat any one of these teams in a series. The Knicks could beat any one of those teams in a series. It really comes down to can they beat two of them? Because if you're talking about making the finals, you're talking about beating probably all in all likelihood, you'd be talking about beating two of those teams. Um, not to mention, like, do they get a good matchup in the first round? Or can they get so it's I think it's a worthwhile conversation to have. And to your credit, you're asking, what do we look like in three years? You're not even asking about this season. So, like, how much better can RJ get? How much better can Brunson get? How much better can all these guys get? Is there one little trade, right? Um where it's like they retain this basic version, like RJ Randall and like Brunson, let's say they all stay and they bring in like a fourth alpha and they keep quickly. Like, is there a world where that happens? I don't know. It's only one ball. So I don't know how much you could keep those four guys and bring in someone else that can um, meaningfully improve you. Uh, But I'm here for the conversation. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com